Good morning. Happy Valentine's Day. We will not talk about the martyr St. Valentine today, but do know that it is a real saint's day and you might want to look up the story behind the day and know how it became what it is today. As to chapel this morning, first, welcome back. Whether here in chapel or listening online, I'm glad to be with you once again. After the unplanned interruption of services due to my own COVID infection, health is restored and chapel has begun again. Now, let us look at our passage from the Gospel according to St. Mark. We're in the first chapter of Mark, beginning in the 40th verse, and the scene is Jesus healing a leper. Before we dive into the Gospel passage directly, there is some background information that will help us understand it more fully. The first is to understand what it was like to live as a leper. To begin, back then, leprosy was not as tightly defined as it is now. At that time, it covered a fairly wide number of skin diseases. As a result, it was within reason to recover from leprosy. The other thing to know is that while the Bible speaks of real leprosy and those other skin diseases, leprosy is also used in the Bible as an allegory for sin. Leprosy destroys you little by little as your body rots away. Likewise, sin destroys you little by little as your soul rots away. What that means is that when you read a passage about leprosy, as we have this morning in the Gospel of Mark, it can be helpful to take time to read it twice. The first time you read the passage, read the physical reality, the horrible situation that the leper is in. And then the second time you read it, read leprosy as sin and leper as sinner and allow yourself to see just how terrible the effect sin has on a person's soul. Now let us look at some of the physical realities of being a leper in the time of Jesus. In the book of Leviticus, we learn that the leprous person who has the disease shall wear torn clothes and let their let the hair on his head hang loose, and he shall cover his upper lip and cry out, Unclean! Unclean! He shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease. He is unclean. He shall live alone. His dwelling will be outside the camp. <clears throat> The covering of the upper lip is saying, cover your mouth, prevent the disease from traveling through the air. We also learn in Leviticus that if a leper has recovered from his or her leprosy, that the leper had to make, or the former leper had to make, an offering. The sacrificial requirement for the cured, cleansed leper is to offer two birds. One would be killed and the other bird would be dipped in the blood of the first, and then the one that is covered in the blood of the one which was sacrificed would be brought to an open field and released free. The man in our gospel passage this morning is still a leper at the beginning, so he is living a life cut off from society. He's not allowed to any interaction with the community, and he is not allowed in the, into the temple. He will, unless made clean, die separated from God and face 
being eternally cast out of the kingdom of God. Leprosy was a death sentence, not just physically, but spiritually. Knowing that, you can see how leprosy soon started to become a literary symbol for the effects of sin. And we are ready to explore what all happened in our gospel passage for today. To begin, the leper comes to Jesus, who has been gaining a reputation for healing people, and begins to implore, he begins to beg Jesus. The man gets down on his knees. The man's implorations, his begging, his pleading on his knees before Jesus can be seen from our distance away from the event as similar to some of our desperate prayers we offer in the course of our lives. And what is the leper's petition? If you will, if you desire to, you can make me clean. The final word of this petition is another reason why the leper and leprosy became ways of describing the sinner and the effects of sin. We speak of the stain of sin, and John in his first epistle speaks of being cleansed from sin and unrighteousness, while in other passages there are references to the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus. And what is being cleansed? Our sins from our souls. Returning to the leper in Mark, he says to Jesus, If you will, if you desire to, you can make me clean. Jesus replies, I will. I do desire to make you clean. The Bible tells us that Jesus stretched out his hand and touched the leper, and immediately, that very instant, the leprosy left the man, and he was made clean. Remember what we covered at the start of the message. Nobody could come near a leper. Not only could you not touch a leper, you could not be anywhere close to a leper. The leper had to cover his mouth so you would not risk breathing the air of a leper. The very moment Jesus touched the leper, the law of the time said Jesus was considered infected. Jesus, until proven otherwise, was deemed unclean and a leper himself, according to the law. But the reality is that rather than Jesus becoming unclean, the man became clean. Unlike the rest of us who can catch the infection of others, something we're all especially aware of during this time of COVID, Jesus is not infected by others by being in contact with them. Instead, Jesus cures others, cleanses others by being in contact with them. In the days of Jesus, the terms used for holy items and regular items were sacred for the holy and profane for the regular. If a person not allowed to touch a sacred vessel in the temple did touch such a vessel, the sacred vessel was considered profane until it had been ritually restored to its sacred status. But Jesus touches the common, the profane, and makes it holy makes it sacred. People often wonder why Jesus was baptized when he had no sins from which to repent. It was not so the waters of baptism could make Jesus holy. It was so Jesus could make the waters of baptism holy, to make them sacred. In our text today, Jesus is touching the leper, and instead of the leprosy being transferred to Jesus, the purity of Jesus is transferred to the leper. And Jesus tells the man not to tell anyone else about what has happened. 
There are a few theories about why Jesus would sternly, as the Bible say, prohibit the man to say anything about his healing. And the strongest theory is called the Messianic secret, which is the belief that Jesus wanted to keep a secret, his being the Messiah, until he was ready for the crucifixion. The reason he would want to keep it a secret is because there were so many assumptions and misunderstandings about what the Messiah would do that were not actually what he was doing. And that being primarily that he'd be a political or military figure. By keeping the Messianic secret, Jesus could teach the people and prepare them for the truth of God's sacrificial love before he was executed by crucifixion. In the Gospel text, Jesus sternly tells the man to keep the Messianic secret, but be sure to go to the priest and offer the sacrifice established by Moses to be given for being healed from leprosy. In commanding this, Jesus is in effect saying, go to the priest, offer two birds. One will be sacrificed. The one still alive will be dipped in the blood of the one that has been sacrificed. And then the one dipped in the blood is set free. We must again look at the leprosy-sin connection. Jesus is the one sacrificed, and those who receive his blood are set free of the penalty of the sins they have committed. The man goes away, and he tells everyone he meets how Jesus healed him, cleansed him, made him clean of what was causing him to rot away and was to be his certain death. The cleansed leper is a good example for the rest of us. When was the last time any of us told somebody else about how Jesus cleansed our soul and in doing so opened the door to the kingdom of God and eternal life? Now finally, in our Gospel passage for today, there is another foreshadowing of the fact that in His sacrifice for us, Jesus takes our place. We've already seen that it is His blood that allows us to be free now we have the closing comment of the passage. Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was in desolate places. This is where the leper was at the start of the story, forced to live outside of the community. But Jesus said through his actions, let me restore you, let me take your place. So here we are today, spiritual lepers. Will we be like the leper of the story? And a sinner came to Jesus, imploring him and kneeling, said to Jesus, If you will, if you desire, you can cleanse my soul of sin. Move with pity. Jesus will stretch out his hand and touch us and say to us, I will, I do desire, be cleansed from your sin. These are the tasks before us. Receive the blood of Christ that your soul may be cleansed. Be restored as Jesus takes your place and tell others so others too may be healed. Amen.